Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Lee Brian Stranger is no stranger when it comes to food. Lee is the founder of South Beach and New York City's Wine and Food Festival. And in 2008, he also founded the Food Network's New York City Food and Wine Festival. So he knows so much about food. He's a celebrity chef himself, and he's worked with numerous celebrities, not only here in the United States, but all around the world. Recently, Lee went on, honestly, one of the best road trips of all time when he took a road trip to discover America's fried chicken and their fried chicken recipes and the love affair that not only we in America have with fried chicken, but he found out that this came from the West Africa, it came from Scotland, it came from really um, the Caribbean, all over the world people love chicken and they have various forms of fried chicken. And of course, we know it and love it from many southern dish recipes. Lee has a new book that's coming out. It comes out on May 20th called Fried and True, 50 Recipes for America's Best Fried Chicken. The foreword was by Whoopi Goldberg, who also contributed to this cookbook. It's just a wonderful book. The the book just has some amazing pictures and photographs. It's available for pre-order right now on Amazon and other uh, book avenues. And it's number three in the pre-orders for Kindle edition and number eight in the pre-orders for the hardback edition. So it's really doing well, and it's only in the pre-order state. But it does drop on May 20th, so it's just right around the corner. We're going to bring Leon and talk to him in just a minute. And in the meantime, I'm going to let you listen to Joy Field. Joy Field was on just a few days ago, they won the Hard Rock Rising competition, not only for Seattle, they went on to win the entire thing. So uh, they go to Rome, and they're going to be playing for 40,000-plus people. They want a boatload of money and a record contract, and they will actually be on in a few days. We're going to talk about to them about winning um, the overall Hard Rock Rising competition, the global competition. And we're going to play Marie for you. That's the, the free download that you can get if you go to Joyfield's website. And we'll be back with Lee Strager. Home alone, and I find my way 
For those of you who, who work in the ebook in the kitchen, that's getting very popular. And if you actually still, you know, you're old school like me and you want the hard book, this, um, this book's already number eight, and it's not even available till next week. But you can pre-order it now. They'll ship it to you. It'll drop to you in your in your uh, e-reader on May 20th. So thanks, Lee, for coming on. How could I resist? <laughs> it, it's great well, to be with you. Thank you. You took, really, honestly, my road trip of a lifetime when you decided to go and look for America's Best Fried Chicken Recipes. How did that happen? Well, I, I have to say, who doesn't love fried chicken? And I never thought I would be writing a book on fried chicken, and it kind of came out of nowhere because of my love of fried chicken. And when my publisher, Pam Krause, at Clarks and Potter said to me, you should really do a fried chicken book. I'm like, wow, what fun that would be to do a fried chicken tour. And that is exactly how it happened. Well, it's, it's striking to me because I was raised by, by southern parents in southern California. So my family was from Tennessee, but my mom and dad struck out as, young, as a young couple and, and headed to California. But they brought their southern roots with them and – 
we always made the trek back and forth from San Diego to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee my entire life. So I was really familiar with fried chicken. It was a staple. We had it all the time on Sundays. But I really didn't understand that the rest of the world loved fried chicken the way I guess that people in the South did, but then uh, let alone people in, in America, but around the world also love chicken. You know, what we learned from writing Fried and True is that every country, almost every country, has a fried chicken recipe. It's almost like the equivalent of an empanada or a tamale in, you know, in Latin cuisine or Mexican cuisine um, or South American cuisine. Everyone has a take on fried chicken. And interesting, what I learned in writing this book, is that fried chicken was not discovered in the South. Do you have any idea where it came from? Well, I do because I, I read the um, introduction in your book, Scotland, you said. I love when I hear that. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, and I, I was like, when I first heard that, I was like pretty shocked, thinking like everybody else, that it came from the South. And like you said, it came from Scotland in the 1700s, ended up obviously in the South with the uh, slaves who all, you know, interpret it their own way and kind of add their own spices to it, and which is the beauty of fried chicken. I mean, ultimately – it's probably one of the simplest recipes to make. And although people really don't know that or think that, there's nothing to making fried chicken. You know, you have chicken, you have an egg, you have flour or a buttermilk or a brine and you, an oil, and you could fry chicken. I think what really makes it different is the seasoning, what you do with it, with the dredge, and, of course, the oil that you're frying it in makes a big difference. Well, I'll tell you, I, I wasn't surprised about the Scotland connection, especially in the South, because most of the Southern immigrants back in the 1700s immigrated from Scotland. So it's a huge Scott connection to the South, and especially I did not know throughout. That. A wealth of knowledge. <laughs> throughout uh, Virginia and West Virginia, Tennessee, the Carolinas, um, huge, huge Scottish, and, and, and still is, is that way today. So it was, that, that connection just came through loud and clear for me, and it made 100% uh, uh, fact in, in my brain because knowing the Scottish connection, and then you had to even brought it back further to actual the homeland of Scotland. So that, that was very interesting to me. Well, you made sense of it because I could not figure out why it came from Scotland, but of course you just summarized why it did, and now it makes perfect sense, and now I'm like hitting myself in the head why I didn't know that. But it was interesting to learn, and I think one of the most interesting things about the road trip was seeing everyone's take on fried chicken from city to city, state to state, and country to country. But in the end, you know, what could be simpler than frying up chicken in great, you know, uh, a great piece of chicken in great oil? Well, you know, and, and even though we've evolved two or 300 years, people still love chicken. I mean, it's still kind of the basics go right back to chicken. People are still as happy with chicken today as they were 200 years ago. Well, it's the, it's the ultimate comfort food, like pizza, like burgers, like barbecue. Everybody loves fried chicken. And it's one of the things that we learned, one of the many things we learned on the road trip is that it's like America's favorite guilty pleasure, food, you know, food guilty pleasure, uh, fried chicken. You know, not everyone likes to eat it every day, and I'm not encouraging that you eat it every day. But in moderation, fried chicken is really one of the great comfort foods. And, you know, to me, the timing being Memorial Day weekend very soon, nothing says mm -hmm. summer to me like fried chicken. So I think it really is perfect timing that Fried and True is coming out the beginning of the summer. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to run this interview all summer long because people just love chicken. And and I always had kind of felt like it was a dying art because I didn't learn how to fry chicken. I ate 
some of the best fried chicken in within my family structure, but those women who made fried chicken aren't here, and I wasn't. Um, I didn't have the wisdom at that time as a young person to figure out how to fry chicken. We just w- went to take out KFC or whatever. But now I really wish that I had paid more attention. And that's really what I liked about your book is you, you actually have frying chicken 101, kind of like frying chicken for dummies. And you show us how to – whoever took the pictures in this too did a fantastic job. Evan Strong, uh, I I agree with you. I think the photography, not only the basic cooking shots, but the beauty shots along the road, the road trip. Evan Sung is an incredibly talented photographer, and uh, you know, and Adina Sussman, my co-writer. I would never do another book without the two of them. So we're like the three musketeers now, moving forward. Oh, it's it's everything. The 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 whole spirit of what you would think a fried chicken book would would be. It, it, it comes through in, in what you produce with Fried and True because chicken really just breaks everything down to friendly. And the, the photographs that, that you guys took along the way, I mean, it just showed people just smiling and happy, and you really documented this journey, and it really just made it seem like everyone was approachable and that we could go to these places ourselves and we could make chicken and we could have – fun and it was all just very neighborly well I, I think one of the things that was really important to us in doing fraud and true was that we did recipes for the home cook you know we probably gathered hundreds of recipes in putting the book together and in the end we cut it down to things that were really geared towards the home cook so i i have to tell you that what i learned is that anyone can make fried chicken um i think if you have if you're organized and can follow a recipe and you have all the ingredients fried chicken is one of the easiest meals to possibly make well that's good to hear because it seems difficult when you look at that chicken okay you're you know we're, we're visualizing that whole chicken and we're thinking what the heck do we do with this thing but you break it down and, and you actually show us how to cut up a chicken and it makes it look like we could do it well i will tell you um i i for the most part of my life when i cook at home have always bought a chicken that was pre- cut up already um but in doing this book i wanted to you know explore every you know every angle of making of preparing fried chicken and you know getting a whole chicken a whole roaster uh, or a whole fried chicken and cutting it up is part of the fun i'm not telling you you need to do that but if you have the fun and you're a little experienced with a kitchen knife it's great fun to cut up the chicken Mm-hmm. And I actually, I think it could actually be a good party trick too, because there's not a lot of people who know how to cut up chickens, and I and I'm impressed when I see somebody cut up a chicken, and I think I would like to just learn how to cut up a chicken, just so I could say that I could do it, and then I could make great chicken recipes. Well, you can make fried chicken recipes even without cutting up the chicken. And as I said, we've broken it down. It's right. almost, I, we almost call it fried chicken for dummies. That's how easy some of the recipes were. Um, you know, but I think what we've learned is you know, fried and true certainly could go on for volumes two and three because we left out so many great recipes and heard about so many great places after we had turned the book in. But the response has been great. And you know, I think with summer coming, um, and again, who doesn't love comfort food? And what's more iconic than fried chicken around the, the start of summer? Absolutely. And Whoopi Goldberg wrote the introduction or, or the foreword for you in the book. And how did Whoopi come into the project? I produce um, two festivals. I produce the Food Network South Beach and New York City Wine and Food Festivals. And at both of our festivals, we have signature fried chicken events. Um, it, they're both called Chicken Coop. 
chicken coop, not in the sense of a chicken lives in a coop, but a coop as in a champagne glass. And both of our fried chicken events are paired with great champagne. So we'll have 15 or 20 chefs, and every one of them is paired with a different, you know, great champagne. Um, and Whoopi Goldberg hosts our chicken coop event for us in the New York City Wine and Food Festival each year. Um, she's become a friend of mine through a mutual friend, Rachel Ray. And Rachel, Whoopi filled in one year for Rachel Ray at one of the events that we do because Rachel had a conflict. And she said to me, I want my own event next year. And I said, fantastic. We love you. What would you like it to be? And she said, fried chicken. I said, done. And we created the event with Whoopi in mind. And she's been the world's best host. I mean, not only is she so much fun, but she's so incredibly knowledgeable about great fried chicken. Absolutely. Well, you know, it just seems kind of destined that, that you've kind of been on this fried chicken path for, for a while. I think that was my destiny from birth, to find the ultimate and world's best fried chicken. And I think with fried and chicken, we almost got there. Well, and, and, and you even talk about that, how, how you guys ate fried chicken. Your mom made it in her Lake Jose um, pot, and it was a big deal, and it's a memory that you really have from childhood. And I think we all can, can draw from, from those memories and, and, uh, and how much chicken was, like you said, just a, a big comfort food and, and, a, and a big part of our, our growing up, and, and it makes us who we are today. And even more so, I think what's interesting, you know, we think of it as comfort, simple, you know, really the most basic of all foods, eating it, for, you, know, you know, eating it with your hands from a bone. But if you look at great restaurants today, like Thomas Keller has a restaurant ad hoc in Napa Valley, Napa Valley, he has a great fried chicken recipe. If you look at Tyler Florence in the Wayfair Tavern in San Francisco, he has a great fried chicken recipe. Every chef, white tablecloth or it doesn't, a gas station by the side of the road, a little cafe, all have a fried chicken recipe. Everybody loves fried chicken, and it's popping up on more and more menus everywhere you go, whether it's a special during the summer, an all-you-can-eat fried chicken fry, like I mentioned in the book, going back to my Howard Johnson days as a child. It just seems that everybody, like the burger, the fried chicken is finally seeing its due and its day. And, and you kind of almost can't can't mess it up. So it's, it's really a, a good place to start if you don't have a lot of experience in cooking and, you know, which I, a lot of people of our generation, my generation, are, aren't really as knowledgeable in the, in the kitchen as our parents were. Well, I, I think what I learned, you know, like I said at the beginning, if you follow the directions and you can, you know, if, if you can just be organized, have your ingredients ready, it's as simple as having the right oil and the right temperature. I mean, I think one of the biggest problems with fried chicken and the biggest mistakes that people make is not having a thermometer to know how warm the oil is. And fried chicken should be fried at 370 degrees, so that, you know, very close to that. And th frying it in oil that is too um, that is not warm enough and not hot enough obviously makes the chicken soggy because it's sitting in there longer. And frying it in oil that is hotter than 370, much hotter than that, it cooks it on the outside but keeps it red or raw in the inside, which you don't want. So if you keep it at 370, you cook your chicken 8 to 10 minutes a piece, 12 minutes for a large piece, it's really hard to screw it up. And we can also experiment with spices, and, and you, you talk about Asian influences and Cuban influences, which I love, Israeli and West African influences. So w we can really get creative and switch it up and, and have all these different kind of uh, spices and, and textures and, and flavors come through as, as, as we get comfortable and, and, and want to keep moving our, our fried chicken experience forward throughout the summer. 
You know, you can change fried chicken. It's not hard to change the taste of fried chicken, but, you know, we have a chapter called to brine or not to brine, you know, and again, if you don't want to brine and don't have the time and, you know, you can use a kosher chicken, which is basically the same effect of, uh, you know, brining, um, you know, with a buttermilk or just uh, in, an, in an egg wash. Um, but changing the taste of chicken can be done as easily as changing the spices that you're using. You know, as you mentioned, we have recipes from um, Pacific Northwest. We have Korean chicken wings. We have a schnitzel from Yotam Adelenge in Israel. And they're all basically the same recipe, but different spices and the different, you know, oil preparation or frying it differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, before I let you go, I have to talk to you because uh, people are going to be hitting some food festivals up this summer, and you're the guru of all food festivals. So do you have any tips for festival goers? Well, I think the greatest advice I've ever given, you know, is not to try to do too much. I think when people are newbies to the food and wine festivals, they want to do a lot of things. Tell people to pick one or two signature events a day and enjoy them rather than rushing from event to event. Um, I, I think that, you know, after you've done a few events in a day, you kind of get tired and you can only eat or drink, a, you know, so much in a day. So I think do everything in moderation, you know, doing the right number of events a day and clearly drinking, you know, uh, responsibly and not eating too much. Um, you know, and uh, nowadays there are great festivals all over the country. And, you know, I travel around and I get to experience them. And I tend to look for uh, festivals or events at festivals that are different than what I'm producing. You know, I do great events like the Burger Bash or a taco and tequila event or a late night fried chicken event. I, you know, when I travel, you know, I look for things that we don't normally do so I can get ideas and experience foods that I'm not used to. Well, I would really like to see you and Mario Batali get together and do something in Seattle because we have a lot of great foodies here and Mario's originally from this area and you with your wealth of, of experience and knowledge and, and you can infuse so many different things. I would love to see you guys get together and do something up our way. Well, I'm all for that. So Mario, if you're listening or if his dad's listening there, I think he has a charcuterie in Seattle. I think that's mm -hmm, correct. Mm -hmm. um, so yes. if he's listening, I think that we should look at doing a Seattle Wine and Food Festival. Or Mario, I'd be happy to partner with you on the next cookbook. Absolutely. There we go. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that Mario hears this because we really want to participate in all the great food that Miami's getting and New York City's getting and New Orleans gets it, gets it as well. And, and up here in the Pacific Northwest, we want to be a part of that too. So, Lee, we really appreciate that you took the time. I know you're super, super busy. You're one of the most busiest people I've ever seen in my life. You're just, you're such a humanitarian. You're always giving back and uh, you're it was just amazing when when I was studying you and trying to get to know you be, be, before this. Just everything led back to just your love of other people, and I was just really impressed by that. And all of your causes seem to be helping other people, and and uh, and your book, you know, focused on really the human spirit. And I just knew I was going to like you right away because I'm like that's that's my kind of guy. So well, I, you're I, um, very lovely. Thank you. It's, it's well, a pleasure to be with you. I love Seattle. It's one of my favorite food cities. And who knows, maybe I'll be coming your way and cooking fried chicken for you and your friends very soon. I hope so. I hope so. Likewise. Thanks, Lee, for coming on. All right. Have it's a great nice day. nice speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Lee Brian Schrager and his wonderful cookbook, Fried and True, 50 Recipes for America's Best Fried Chicken. You can find it on Amazon, and it's going to be available on May 20th. It's 
available for pre-order now. So we really appreciate Lee coming on. You can find out more about Lee. He has a Facebook page, and uh, you can Google him. It's just amazing. I mean, there wasn't even enough time to cover everything that, that, the, that, that Lee is involved in. And, he knows everybody, and we could have talked about Guy Frieri and, and Gianni Versace, but uh, you, you can certainly um, look up Lee and, and find out more information. But just a, a wonderful guy, as, as you just heard originally from New York and now living in the Miami area. So we really appreciate you taking the time to sit in on our conversation with Lee, and we will see you on our next show. Well, that's our show. We would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and, of course, our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. It doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day.